0: we wow. wow. What is up, everybody? Happy New Year. Welcome back to The Next. It is officially 2022, and we are so excited that you are here with us. And right before I jump into the topic of today, I just want to let you know all the incredible things that are happening at The Next. So, obviously, with the podcast, because you know, you hear me again. Oh, I'm Faith, by the way. I didn't even introduce myself, but I'm Faith, and I was on the last podcast, and I'm back here again because we're going to be doing our podcast a little bit more differently this year. We're going to be having some um, solo hosts come and rotate along. Um, with this year and we've all got so many incredible things that we want to share with you so get ready because these podcasts are about to be incredible we'll also have a few guests on and everything so many exciting things planned out so you want to make sure that you're always stayed staying tuned to these podcasts and as well as that have you guys seen our instagram and the new series called back to basics we are gathering so many different ministers and partnering with them from young ministers from around the globe literally and they are sending us in incredible incredible. incredible videos on teachings that is that is on their spirit that they feel is a now word for this generation and we're making sure that they are able to speak to all of you here at the next and we are just so excited to have So many incredible friends join us on this journey with the next and share a word of God to you. So make sure that you're always checking out those Back to Basics. They're available exclusively on our YouTube channel right now. Uh, But you can also check out the reels for those on our Instagram, thenxt.tv. And as well as that, talking about um, Instagram and Facebook, we're going live on our Facebook page every Tuesday. We just started our Tuesday talks again. So you do not want to miss those. Those are powerful, powerful. We will also be having a rotation of hosts to do those for you. So make sure you grab on there every Tuesday. Go check out the words. It's normally about 10 to 15 minutes, but a powerful word and message for you. And of course, the last thing that I cannot forget to tell you about is probably what you know the next TV for, which is the next lives hosted Every Friday, currently from Buffalo City, South Africa, with Pastor Nile, Pastor Taylor, Pastor Shantae, and Pastor Jade. They are incredible, and we just started those up again for this year. So, so much stuff and awesome, exciting content coming to you from the next. So now we're gonna get into the message that God put on my heart for this year. And I wanna talk to you about the armor of God. And actually it it was awesome because I was reading through the book of Ephesians and something that you need to know is what I always get so, so excited about is every time someone teaches, Um, you know, or preaches or just talks on destiny and purpose and like the destiny and the calling that someone has on their life. Anytime that's spoken about, it leaps in my spirit and I get so excited about it. And while I was reading through Ephesians and I got to Ephesians 6, where it talks about the armor of God, the Holy Spirit stopped me and he actually said to me, he said, faith so many people read through this passage and just skim over it. And they think that it's just something that they learn in kids' church. That it's just a song that they sing. But they don't realize how important and crucial it is of the armor of God to protect your destiny and your call. See, there are so many people who have a call on your life. And, and those of you watching right now, God has a specific purpose and a plan for your life. But it is incredibly crucial that you protect that calling. And actually, it says in... Um, In Ephesians, right at the beginning, it says um, in verse 10, Ephesians 6, verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to, now take note of this, withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore. And then it goes into all the pieces of the armor. So it is crucial when God gives you a mission, when he gives you a purpose and he puts something in your heart that you know is from the Lord, you have to be able to stand against all that may come and to guard your destiny and the purpose that God has for you. And the first thing that I'm actually going to talk on today, what we're today's topic, which you've probably seen the title already, but it's going to be standing uncompromised in your destiny or in your purpose we are going to be talking about the breastplate of righteousness being uncompromised in fellowship with the lord making sure that there is nothing blocking your relationship with with the lord because you see that's what righteousness is that's what the breastplate of righteousness does it makes sure that In your relationship with the Lord, nothing can come between you and him and you're in constant communion with him. And you see, the thing with sin is that it blocks your relationship with him. And you cannot live a life full of all that God has for you if there is sin in it. Because you see, when you live a life of sin, you can't experience the fullness of all that God has for you in his word. And basically, God, God's a God of covenant. And so that means that all the promises in his word, it requires an action on our part. So being righteous, it means to be walking in obedience to God in his word. And if we want to experience all that's in his word, we have to abide by it. And in Deuteronomy 28, it actually talks about being obedient to the Lord. I'm going to read just the first part of Deuteronomy 28. It says that if you fully obey the Lord, your God and carefully follow all his commands, I give you today, the Lord. Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and accompany you. And pay attention to this part: if you obey the Lord your God, and then it lists all the blessings further down in that chapter that I definitely encourage you to go ahead and read. But then the crazy thing is, on the flip side, if you disobey His word, you subject yourself to the standards of the world, and then you can't expect the results of the of you can't expect you know the results of the word of God, because you're living by the standards of of the world. And I spoke all about that in um, actually uh, the previous podcast that I did. So um, and then, you know, all the curses that are listed further down in those chapters. So if you don't obey the Lord, then you can't expect expect like the divine protection of him. You can't like, for instance, think about this. If you don't um, live by the covenant promise of God. If you don't live by his covenant, you don't do your part in giving. Let's just use giving as an example. If God tells you to tithe and be a giver, yet you you don't tithe, you never give. How can you expect God to bring prosperity into your life? It just doesn't work like that. Everything in the word, it works by a covenant. There is always an action required to every promise that God has in his word. And that action in everything is obedience to his word. That's how we can experience all the blessings of the Lord. And you see, living righteous, it, it literally sets your life up for success. Living by His word, it guarantees that you will live in His blessing. In Psalms 106 verse 3, it says that blessed are those who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. And in also in Proverbs, in Proverbs 10, it actually says that blessings on the head of the righteous. The memory of the righteous is blessed. These are all blessings upon the righteous. And then it says that the mouth of the righteous is a wall of life. And the righteous has an everlasting foundation. That's all in the book of Proverbs or what it says. So it's so important to know that when you do your part by walking rightly, God will honor his part and his word will work for you. And I want you to think really quickly about Abraham. Think about his life and how he lived in such obedience to the Lord. And because of his obedience, the Lord honored him and he made a covenant with him. But remember, right at the beginning, when God first made a covenant with Abraham, he said, Abraham, if you will be faithful to me. Those were his words to Abraham. He said, if you are faithful to me and you walk you know, you walk faithfully before me, I will establish my covenant with you and the generations to come. And that's exactly what it is. And we saw Abraham's life from time and time again, how blessed he was because he walked faithfully before the Lord, because he was obedient to him. Because he was in right standing with him, which is righteousness. Therefore, he experienced all those blessings of the Lord. And that's why this is such an important piece of arm of God. And you could read through this so quickly. But just to take a hold of how important this is. Because you can be so, so blessed by obeying the word of God and then on the flip side if you you just take a look at Sodom and Gomorrah how they were just completely taken away by their wickedness they didn't even care to honor the Lord and look how that city was completely destroyed and you know I spoke so much about this last time are you going to believe the standard of the world or the word and you have to choose tonight. Am I going to live in obedience to the word and then have all the promises that God has for me or are I going to crumble like the rest of the world because I'm not living in righteousness before the Lord. Righteousness is your protection. It protects you and it's so, so important. Like you think about it, if you're a tither before the Lord, it says that he will then form a hedge of protection around you. And, and then it also says that he will then open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing over your life. And that's because you're being obedient and with your finances to the Lord. So therefore he can bless you. So it's so, so crucial to get that. And so the blessings are awesome, but let's even go a step deeper into this, you know, this. Um, dude, if I said um, a journey to righteousness, it sounds kind of cringy. So I'm not going to say that. So let's let's just take a step deeper. I was talking to my sound man, Christian. So let's go a step deeper. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, you are now. <laughs> um. So let's go a step even deeper. And do you know that if you're not living in obedience to God, not only will you not receive those blessings, but... You are not even his child. You see, and yeah, I know that sounds crazy. Everyone's like, whoa, what what are you saying? But let's take, let's, let's use the scripture. 1 John 3 verse 10, it says, In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. I love you, Christian. And then um in, in 1 John 2 verse 29, it says that if you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practice, practices righteousness has been born of him. So you see, when God makes you righteous, and this is something that I want to point out, when God makes you righteous, you become born again. And it's not an excuse to then sin and, and to live how you want. But we have to continually live righteously. Being made righteous should make you so grateful that all you want to do is live holy for Him. Because if you don't have a desire to live holy for the Lord, how can you be born again? How can your spirit have been made new? How can you even say, now this is crazy, but how can you even say that you love the Lord if you don't have a desire to obey Him? In John 14 verse 15 it says, If you love me, keep my commands. Now I'm not saying that if you've messed up before you don't love Jesus. You just need to know that what I'm saying is that if you desire to live a life of sin and you don't want to get rid of it, how can you love God? The very thing that God hates and sent his son to die for and paid the ultimate price on the cross for, why would you even want to dip your pinky in sin if you have truly been made new? When you truly know God, you should hate sin. And I'm going to prove that too. In Psalms 97 verse 10, it says that, "O you who love the Lord, hate evil. He preserves the lives of his saints. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Romans 12 verse 9, it says that, Let love be genuine, abhor what is evil and hold fast to what is good. And Proverbs 8 verse 13, The fear of the Lord is the hatred of evil. And I'm going to use, once again, another scripture because it's so, so important that you know this is exactly from the Word of God. This is not my opinion, but this is the Word of God. In 1 John 3, verse 9, it says, No one born of God makes a practice of sinning. Now, this, oh, this is so good. For God's seed abides in him and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. And so many people in this generation preach about the grace message. Yes, it is the grace of God that saved you from sin. But the grace of God is not a ticket to sin. We just read all these scriptures saying how if you are really born of God, then you are not part of sin. How can you keep on sinning if you are really born of God? You see, grace is the empowerment to overcome sin. It is not a ticket to keep on sinning. So you have to be so, so careful. This is what the word preaches. So you got to know, if you're listening to preaching that says you can go live however you want because God loves you and he's covered everything, you need to stop listening to that. That is dangerous because the Bible warns you so much about holy living, living holy before the Lord. You will, you cannot go to heaven if you live a life of sin. And that's exactly what the Bible says. It says you are not born of me if you live a life of sin. So it's so important to know that when Jesus died for you he took away all the sin of the past when you truly came before him and you truly repented everything of the past is completely gone then you can walk free and just like I said earlier like when you become born again it should make you so grateful for the sacrifice that Jesus did for you that you do not take his blood for granted that you say thank you Jesus I will now choose to live a holy life before you that is so so crucial as young people that we need to make sure that we are not taking for granted the sacrifice that he gave for us. And if we want to live as his children, and if we want to live a life of blessing, and if we want to live in his presence, we have to desire and strive to live holy lives before him. You see, 1 Peter 1, verse 16, it says, To be holy because I am. That's a command straight from guys. This is New Testament stuff. This is not just Old Testament Old Testament stuff. This is New Testament. God is calling us to live higher lives, to live holy lives, because we are called to be like Jesus. We are called to live a holy life. And like continuously be transformed into his image. That is the higher life that we as believers are called to. So let's go even deep in this because the Lord, he desires to have communion with you. He desires to have a relationship. He desires to use you. And in Matthew 5 verse 8, it says that the pure in heart, they shall see God. And then in Psalms 24 verse 1 to 6, this is such a beautiful verse. It says that who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. And then it says, this is the Jacob, and I'll pay attention to this, the generation of those who seek him, who seek his face. So I want to challenge you today. Are you hungry for Jesus? Like how hungry are you actually for him? Because so many people in our generation are like, yes, like we're the generation. We're going to see the world change and woohoo, this is all awesome. Yet they're so comfortable to live in sin. They're so comfortable, you know, to keep that, keep that sin because it makes them feel good. And they, you know, they think they can just keep it. They think that God won't see it. They think that they can, they can almost live a double life. But that is not what God is calling us to. Because the thing is, the Lord knows every detail about you he knows your thoughts at night he knows your thoughts every second of every day he knows exactly what you're thinking he knows the intentions of your heart he knows the motives so you cannot hide anything from him and if you truly want to be used By him, you have to get rid of anything that's holding you back from communion with the Lord. Anything that is separating you from God, you have to get rid of it so that he can use you. He is searching for those with clean hands and a pure heart. And if you look at um, David, why did God choose David when his brothers seemed like they were the most equipped to do what they've been called to do? But God looked at David because even though he was not, you know, he was neglected by those around him. God saw him because of his heart that was after him. And that's what I want to challenge you today. Young person, if you want to be used by the Lord, you have to have a heart right towards him. And once again, that's why it's so important that of righteousness to be in the armor of God, because for your destiny and the call that's upon your life, for God to use you. You have to have a heart that is ready to be used of him, a clean vessel, ready for him to fill with everything he wants to fill it with. Completely surrendered. Every single thing in your life has to be surrendered to the Lord for him to use you to the full capability. Yes, the Lord can use you. Um, Because it says that the gifts are without repentance and and sometimes even those whose hearts aren't towards the Lord, he still uses them for for his glory, still manages to do that, but not to the full extent that they could have been used. And I don't want that to be your story. I want your story to be the person completely surrendered to the Lord, that every area of the life the Lord could use them to the full extent. How hungry are you for the power and for the presence of God? How desperately do you want to be a part of the generation that seeks his face? And in 2 Chronicles 16 verse 9, this just confirms exactly what I spoke about. It says that for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support. To those whose heart is blameless towards him. God is looking for the generation. Not people who may have crazy talent or crazy giftings. But he's looking to empower the people who just want to be used by him. Who are not going to hold on to anything. So are you hungry to see God move through you? Do you know that there is a bigger purpose for your life than living in what the devil is trying to trap you in? And if you want the Holy Spirit to move through you and you want to live in the destiny and the purpose that he has for you, you have to live a holy life. You have to live in righteousness. This question is is crucial, but is sin worth derailing your destiny over? Is it worth not walking in the power of God? It doesn't even have to take what might seem like a big sin or an obvious sin to do that. Because you see, A.A. A. Allen, um, he wrote this book. It's one of my favorites. It's called The Price of the Miracle-Working Power of God. And in that book, the Lord gave him, so basically A.A. Allen, he was so hungry to see God move through his life. He was so hungry to have the miracle working power of God in his life and in his ministry that he locked himself away in his closet and he fasted and he prayed because he wanted God to tell him exactly why he wasn't seeing the miracle working power in his life. And you know what? He fasted and he prayed. But a long story short, God did show up to him in his closet and the Lord gave him, I think, it, I believe it was 13. I'm not 100% sure the number um but God gave him a list of things that he wrote down and he put every single one of them in that book and then um among those things the the Lord said if you do these things and get rid of these things you know in the lists then you will see my miracle working power move through you and you know one of the things one of the very last things that in that book that he mentioned it was a thing called a pet sin and now this pet sin Actually, I took a screenshot of this exact part of the book because I wanted to read it to you today. So this pet sin, this is exactly, I just found the screenshot. This is what it says. Um, A pet sin, it's a sin which you think is so small that God should scarcely be able to see it, yet so large that you could never live without it. Like how crazy is that? And, and that that's basically a sin that you're comfortable with, a sin that you want to keep and, and hold on to. But I just have a question for you today. Is that worth not having the miracle working of power, the miracle working power of God flow through you? It's time to get rid of that thing. And that's exactly why righteousness, once again, it's one of the pieces of the armor of God. You see, there's so much that God wants to do through you, but you got to get rid of all of that extra weight. You got to get rid of it so God can use you, so that the devil cannot stop you from walking in the fullness of the destiny and the purpose that he has for you and and something else that's so crazy is that um another reason why this is such an important piece of the armor is because oftentimes when the devil will try his hardest to get you to sin. And once you do, immediately he pounds you with shame. And it makes you want to hide from the Lord. And sin, it will literally stop your faith in your life from working. Because how can you walk in a strong relationship with the Lord if you walk in shame, if you are hiding from him? And the Bible tells us in Hebrews 4, verse 16, that we ought to come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace. In our time of need. Because that's our lives. That's the original purpose of our life. Is to not feel ashamed. To walk with the Lord in communion. Like look at Adam and Eve in the garden. Immediately when they messed up. They hid from the Lord. Because they were ashamed. But you see God wants us to come boldly before him. If we've messed up before. To be able for him to completely forgive us. We can't hide from the Lord. And that's why sin is so dangerous. Because you can't operate in, in faith. You can't have any of that because you feel awful. And it's a shame and a guilt that 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 it carries. That's the instant consequence of sin, along with all the other crazy consequences. But that shame and guilt, it's not yours to carry as a child of God. And we are not to walk in that. So you see, the amazing thing is that if, if we've messed up, we can run to God and we can seek his help to overcome. And the Bible tells us that if we genuinely repent and turn around completely, then he will forgive us. He will even give us the power to overcome any sin, but it has to be a choice. Do you want to get rid of it? And I don't know about you, but just like we've spoken about earlier, I want to live a life that's pure before the Lord. I want to experience all the blessings in my life that he has to offer in his word. And I want to experience his presence like never before. My relationship with Jesus is far more important than anything that the world could ever offer me. And there is nothing that, There's literally nothing in the world that could ever compare to the presence of Jesus. Walking in communion with him and uncompromised fellowship with the Lord. I want God to use me and I want to walk in his perfect plan for my life having nothing stop me I want to be in complete communion with God and have his power flow through me and you know what that means the price of that is surrendering everything that my flesh desires and putting on the breastplate of righteousness in Matthew 6 verse 33 it says but to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you There is a call to holiness going out to our generation. And I want to pray with you at the end of this podcast too. And if you're listening today and you feel a tug in your heart, like you need to get right with God. You need to put aside the things of the world and truly surrender everything so God can use you. So you can experience his presence like never before. Then I'm going to pray with you right at the end of this podcast. But before I do that, I want to read with you in Ephesians 1 verse 7. Where it says in him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. And in Colossians 1 verse 20 to 22 it says that. And through him to reconcile to himself all things. Whether on earth or in heaven making peace. By the blood of his cross. And you, who were once alienated and hostile in the mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death, in order to present you, pay attention to this, holy and blameless, above reproach before him. So you see, it's only by the blood of Jesus and the power of the cross that everything you ever did in your life can be completely washed away and completely gone that you can be holy and blameless before the Lord. The Bible tells us that everyone has fallen short of the glory of God and that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus. And if you call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. Saved out of sin, saved out of the devil's hand, out of shame, out of the standards of the world. It is only by the power of the blood of Jesus that can completely erase your sins and make you whole and free with no shame. There is nothing we can do or that we can work for to make ourselves righteous. But it is through the righteousness of Jesus we have been made clean. One day, actually, this is a this is a sad story. But one day when, when I was soul winning, I, I met a man in his family and I, I shared the gospel with him. And this is so important for you to know that it's nothing that you can do. It's only through Jesus that can make you righteous. Because I, I met this man. And I was with his family and I just shared the gospel with him. And you know what he said to me? Um, He said, I just don't think that I'm worthy to receive his forgiveness. And immediately that broke my heart for him. And I looked at him and I said, it's nothing about what you can do that makes you worthy. But it's all about what Jesus did for you that makes you worthy. And all you have to do is by faith accept him. (laughs) This is crazy because, you know, in, in Isaiah 64, it says that, our righteousness is like filthy rags. And that's talking about us trying to make ourselves clean without Jesus. You see, when, when we, you receive him, he makes you righteous. And then you walk out your life in holiness and purity with the help of the Holy Spirit. Knowing that it is Jesus himself that made you worthy and made you righteous. Not your own deeds. And the person who I think had the greatest revelation of this was the Apostle Paul. You see, he said in 1 Timothy 1 verse 15, this is a faithful and trustworthy statement deserving full acceptance and approval that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And then he said this, among whom I am the worst. He literally labeled himself as the worst sinner. And he called himself out of everyone that he knew. He said, I'm the worst sinner out of everyone. Yet he understood the revelation of what it is to be made new in Christ. And and how do I know this? Well, think about this for a moment. Paul persecuted Christians. He threw them in prison. But when Jesus transformed his life, he started preaching to those same people. Now think about this. This is crazy to me. Because the very families of who Paul persecuted, he stood in front of them and preached to them. In One Corinthians four, Paul actually says this, and I'm gonna summarize this verse, but but Paul said that he doesn't care what others others think about him or judge him for, because he knows that his conscience is clear. Read that in in one Corinthians verse four. And that his conscience is clear and that it's only Jesus who has the right to judge him. But he knew that Jesus had cleansed him. Therefore, he could stand in front of parents, in front of siblings, in front of friends, all the family members and loved ones of those he literally threw in prison and say to them that his conscience is clear. This is a true revelation of what Jesus did for him. The same man who said he was the worst sinner is the same man who can stand and proclaim that he is completely new, even to those who knew everything that he did because of what Jesus did for him. So don't let another day go by that you don't make yourself right with the Lord. It doesn't matter anything in your past, God is gonna cleanse that now. And then from this day forward, you are gonna walk in pureness and holiness and righteousness before him and experience the fullness of his word abide by his word experience all the promises experience his presence like never before and have the power of god work through you look at paul's life how it was completely transformed he was a man who was throwing people into prison completely persecuting and jesus came up to him and he said why are you persecuting me changed his life around completely and now he's proclaiming Jesus to others, laying hands on others and having the power of the Holy Spirit work through him to heal others. That is exactly what God is going to call you to do as a believer. You are going to lay hands on the sick and they are going to recover because of the power of God that is flowing through you because you are righteous before the Lord. So I'm going to pray with you right now. If you have ever you know, And this, this can go with anyone. If you feel like there's ever been any sin in your life, anything blocking you, it could be the smallest thing. And and I don't know about it, but Jesus is putting his finger on that right now. The Holy Spirit is putting his finger on, on that sin. It's called a pet sin, whatever it is, that may be so, so small. Or it could be a huge thing in your life that everyone sees and everyone knows about. Or you could just be walking in shame and holding onto shame of something in the past. I'm gonna pray with you today. And maybe you've never even given your life to the Lord. Well, tonight, today, whatever time you're listening to this, This is your opportunity to do so. And just know that it is through Jesus only that you can be saved. And by the power of his blood, when we say this prayer and you believe it in your heart and you say it out loud with your mouth, repeat it after me, you are going to be made completely brand new. So just repeat this after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God, that you came in the flesh, that you died for me, and that three days later, you rose again. Jesus, today, I choose to live for you. Forgive me for all of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. I choose to live for you today. Thank you, Jesus, that you will fill me with the Holy Spirit. You will give me a hunger for the things of God and a holy boldness to preach the gospel. Thank you that I am saved. I'm born again. And I'm on my way to heaven. Because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. Amen. So if you prayed that prayer. I want you to go ahead and email. whatnow@myfaithtv.com. Whatnow@myfaithtv.com, Or you can send us a message on Instagram the nxt.tv or email info at the NXT.TV. there are many ways you can contact us we want to send you something and um, we want to send you a book and a, and a whole letter on the next steps in this incredible new life that you have with the lord i am so so proud of you and i'm going to say a quick prayer over you right now right before we we end this podcast for today so jesus i thank you for everyone listening lord i thank you that you will bless them Holy Spirit, I thank you that you will seal them and that you will do incredible things through their life. Jesus, I thank you right now that you will fill them with a hunger for your word like never before. That they will experience your presence like never before. And that you will give them a boldness to go out and proclaim all that you have told them. Jesus, I thank you that they will preach the gospel like never before. And that nothing in their life is now blocking them from you and that they will walk in that revelation that they have been made new. The same revelation that Paul had, I pray that over them right now in Jesus' name. And Jesus, I thank you for the destinies and the purposes that every person listening and under the sound of my voice that you will restore anything that has been lost in their lives, Lord, that it is not too late for them. In Jesus' name, a fresh hunger and a fresh fire upon everyone listening now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so, so much for listening. Just know I'm gonna leave you this last verse, Psalms 45, verse seven. It says you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. So go on rejoicing, knowing that you've been made new, knowing that now you are walking a righteous life before the Lord and that the oil of gladness is your portion. So we love you so much here at The Next. Thank you so much for tuning in and I cannot wait to see you again soon until then we are the next we're here to inspire expand and equip goodbye